0: Good morning, it is good to be back with you this Sunday morning, week after Easter. Hope everyone had a great Easter Sunday last week, and I'm glad to be back. Had a great week last Sunday, and looking forward to church this Sunday. Hope you can come out and visit us one of these days at 2002 Ninth Avenue. I'm Pastor Tommy McMurtry from the Liberty Baptist Church, and just uh, here every Sunday morning at 7.30 to 8 o'clock. And just want to be a blessing to you. I hope to be a help and share uh, some scripture with you from the Word of God that can be a help and encouragement. And one thing we like to do in this program is to take questions. And if you can email us a question, um, do that. Email them anytime and we will uh, read those on the program. And I I get all these emails ahead of time. I am not smart enough to know all these scriptures from the top off the top of my head and so whenever I get those I like to study them and make sure I'm answering these things biblically for you and so I hope you'll do that just email us a question anytime at libertybc2011 at att.net and I have a question here this morning that I want to read to you this one's from Wes and this says in Job 38 7 it states that all the sons of God shouted for joy. Who are the sons of God that are mentioned in this particular passage? And so that verse, Job thirty-eight seven, it says, "When the morning stars sang together, and all the sons of God shouted for joy." Well, first off, the way I'm going to give you my official answer to this question, and then I'm going to give you kind of just what I think about it, I guess. But my official answer to this question is. I really don't know I really don't have any idea or I guess I should say uh, I can't tell you anything for sure because if we start reading in Job chapter 38 and we get the context of this verse we see Job of course you know the story he lost everything and he went through I mean just more than we can imagine he lost all his children he lost his possessions his body was covered with boils and he he began to question God a little bit. He was wondering what was going on, and I think you and I could understand that. And, and then, But then in Job 38, 1, God finally is speaking to Job, and notice in verse 1 it says, Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, Who is this that darkeneth counsel by words without knowledge? Gird up now thy loins like a man, for I will demand of thee, and answer thou me. Where wast thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? Declare if thou hast understanding. Who hath laid the measures thereof, if thou knowest? Or who hath stretched the line upon it? Whereupon are the foundations thereof fastened? Or who hath laid the cornerstone thereof? When the morning stars sang together, and all the sons of God shouted for joy. And right there is where that verse is at. And if you'll notice that in the next, uh, that chapter and the next two chapters after that, God is just asking Job question after question after question. And job didn't really have an answer because god was basically trying to teach job a lesson here and that is you know who are we to question god and he's answering all the or he's asking him all these questions that job didn't have an answer for and so if job probably didn't have an answer for this i officially do not have an answer for that now i will tell you though what i think about it uh, what my personal opinion is i think it's very possible that the sons of God could be a reference to the stars of heaven. Now, I know that sounds kind of strange, but notice it says when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. Now, can stars sing? Well, not really, but at the same time, Psalms 19 verse 1 says the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line is gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. And them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun. So we see that the stars do speak. They don't speak audible words in English that you and I could understand. But they do tell us several things. And just one thing in particular that the stars scream out is that there is... A God there is a creator and it's sad how many people have stopped their ears to that and can't hear that and They believe in things like the Big Bang and stuff and so I think that it could have been referring to uh, just a reference to the stars in there just my opinion and you can take that for what it's worth I do not have an official answer I figure if Job couldn't answer it I can't either and so uh, th- but that's the question for this morning appreciate that and Please send us in any questions you might have, and hopefully I'll give you a better answer than that, where uh, I can give you a definite answer. But there are some things I guess we're not totally meant to know. Some things we're going to find we're not going to find out till we get to heaven. But right now we're going to focus on something that I think we do know a little more about. But I want us to go to Galatians chapter two and verse twenty, and I want to speak on a subject to you this morning that I hope will be a help and an encouragement to you, maybe help you understand some things about the Bible a little bit better. But Galatians chapter 2, verse 20 says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I want you to notice the part of that verse that says, I live by the faith of the Son of God. The faith of the Son of God, what is that? This morning I want to talk to you about the faith of the Son of God or the faith of Jesus Christ. I want to talk to you about His faith today. A lot of times we like to talk about our faith. And really, our faith is not that great most of the time. Our faith is something really we should probably be ashamed of. A lot of times we like to talk about how much faith we have. But the truth is, we don't have that much faith. But yet, when we look in the Bible, we see many examples of people who had little faith. Very small amounts of faith. But yet, even with this small amount of faith, we see amazing things that happened. And there's a reason for that. And I want us to look at some of these examples and then uh, show you the reason this small amount of faith worked. Because many people today, they do not do the things that they should do. Because they don't have a lot of faith they feel like I need to have more faith and I'm here today to tell you Sometimes all we need is just a little bit of faith so some examples of this well first I want us to go to Acts chapter 12 and verse 1 and we're going to look at an example of many people I guess you could say who had Really just a little bit of faith not that much, but they had a little and some amazing things happened. But it says in chapter 12, verse 1, Now about the time Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. And he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. One of the disciples were killed. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread. Now right here we see that uh, they're going after the disciples especially. They're going after the leaders of the church. And they have specifically targeted Peter. They're going after Peter. They wanted him. Now, let me ask you just a question here. I think we probably know the answer. But can can we just assume that Peter was probably doing some praying during this time? I mean, if you found out that one of your best friends had just been killed and that they were coming for you next, I imagine you'd probably do a little bit of praying. And so we know Peter's probably been praying. And it says, when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison. Even though Peter prayed, he got thrown into prison. And it says, and they delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. We see that he was being prayed for by the people in the church praying without ceasing and when we look at this story we're going to see that these people who were praying didn't have a lot of faith you say well no they, wait they did have a lot of faith they were praying without ceasing no let's read the story they didn't have a whole lot of faith it says and when herod would have brought him forth the same night peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains and the keepers before the door kept the prison so i mean he's surrounded by soldiers they did not want him getting out And it says, And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison. And he smote Peter on the side, and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly! And his chains fell off from his hands. And the angel said unto him, Gird thyself, and bind on thy sandals. And so he did. And he saith unto him, Cast thy garment about thee, and follow me. And he went out and followed him, and wist not that it was true which was done by the angel but thought he saw a vision. Even when this was going on, Peter's not like, yes, this is the answer to my prayer. He thinks he's just having a vision or maybe dreaming that this is happening. But he comes out of the prison, and he realizes, the Bible says "You know, he comes to himself. After he kind of fully wakes up, I guess, and he realizes that his prayer had been answered, he's out of the prison. And then he goes, in verse 12, he considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark where many were gathered together praying. Here the people are, they're praying. And they're praying specifically for Peter. So you can say, a lot of faith. No, because look at what happens in verse 13. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a damsel came to hearken named Rhoda. And when she knew Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate. And so we see here she's so excited, she doesn't even bother answering the door. She's so anxious to tell everybody she just runs off, and they. but they said unto her, Thou art mad. But she constantly affirmed that it was so. Then said they, It is his angel. But Peter continued, knocking, and when he had opened the door and they saw him, they were astonished. You say, they No, they had faith. No, they didn't have a whole lot of faith. Whenever a girl comes to them and tells them, Our prayer has been answered, they said, You're crazy. And then when she's, I mean, just convincing, she convinces them she's not crazy. And then they said, well, he's a ghost. In other words, our prayers weren't answered. They killed Peter and his spirits coming to talk to us. But then finally, Peter, they see Peter themselves and they are astonished. Why? It looks like they weren't really expecting their prayer to be answered. And we see here in this story that these people didn't have a lot of faith, yet the Bible mentions what they did. He mentions their prayers, and sure enough, an amazing thing happened. Peter, was he escaped from prison, was rescued by an angel of God. We see in John chapter 11, in one of the most amazing stories, amazing miracles in the Bible, the resurrection of Lazarus, a man who had been dead for four days. You can say, well, those people had a lot of faith. No, they didn't have much faith at all. In John chapter eleven, verse seven, after Jesus tells them we're gonna go and we're we're gonna to go to Lazarus, look what his disciples said. Then after that he said that to his disciples, let's go into Judea again, his disciples saying to him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee, and goest thou thither again? And then verse sixteen, then said Thomas, which was called Didymus unto his fellow disciples, Let us also go that we may die with him. And so right there, you I mean you got Thomas having a bad attitude about it, thinking if we go, we're gonna to die too. Not a lot of faith with the disciples. In verse twenty one, well maybe Mary and Martha had faith, right? Look what verse twenty one says. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, he will give it thee. All right, so Martha, she had the faith, and that's why Lazarus rose from the dead, right? No, verse 23, Jesus saith unto her, thy brother shall rise again. A lot of times we talk big, like we've got a lot of faith. But when it comes down to it, when we're honest, we don't really believe it. But verse 24, Martha saith unto him, I know he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus wasn't talking about that. Then verse 25, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live and whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? She saith unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. Now, is that what Jesus just asked? He asked if she believes that God, he, Jesus is the resurrection and the life. And she says, Well, I believe you're the Messiah. I believe you're the Son of God. And then verse 28, When she had so said, she went her way and called Mary her sister secretly, saying, The Master has come and called for thee. And as soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came to him. Now Jesus was not yet come into the town, but was in the place where Martha met him. The Jews, then which were with her in the house, and comforted her, when they saw Mary, that she rose up hastily and went out followed her, saying, She goeth unto the grave to weep there. And then when Mary was come, where Jesus was, and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. So Mary's got the faith, right? When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping, which came with her, he groaned in his spirit and was troubled. We see, she's you know, Lord, I know you can do these things, but here she is bawling. Everybody around there is bawling. Jesus he's surrounded by unbelief. And he's I mean he's got unbelieving disciples, and he's groaning in his spirit and troubled. And he said, Where have ye laid him? And they said unto him, Lord, come and see. And then we have John eleven thirty-five, the shortest verse in the Bible says, Jesus wept. Why was he weeping? He was saddened and he was hurt by their unbelief. And then said the Jews, behold how he loved him." And some of them said, could not this man which opened the eyes of the blind have caused that even this man should not have died? They're thinking, they had enough faith to think Jesus could have stopped him from dying. But Jesus raising him from the dead, now that's, that's pushing it, right? In verse 38, Jesus therefore again groaning in himself, Cometh to the grave. It was a cave, and the stone lay upon it. Jesus said, Take ye away the stone. And Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. Jesus saith unto her, Said I not unto thee, that if thou wouldst believe, thou shouldst see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lift up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And I knew that thou hearest me always, but because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes in his face, was bound with a napkin. Jesus saith unto him, Loose him, and let him go. Then many of the Jews which came to me... Uh, The Many of the Jews which came to Mary and had seen the things which Jesus did believed on him Notice in this story that Jesus is surrounded by unbelief No faith, but yet Lazarus came back from the dead Why was that? It was because of the faith of Jesus Christ Jesus Christ seemed to be the only one there That had any faith if you look in uh, the book of John, chapter 6, and verse 5, we see the story of the feeding of the 5,000. And Jesus, you know, he sees that great company. He asks the question, when shall we buy bread that these may eat? Jesus knew what was going on. He knew what could be done. But he's wanting to teach something to his disciples. And he's, it says in verse 6, he said, to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them that every one of them may take a little Philip's like we don't have enough not a lot of faith from Philip one of his disciples Andrew Simon Peter's brother saith to him There's a lad here which had five barley loaves and two small fishes But what are they among so many that we've barely got anything? And Jesus he told him make everyone sit down And you know the story he took that food And he blessed it, began to break it, and somehow with five loaves and two fish, Jesus was able to feed a multitude of people and end up having more leftovers than he started with. Only Jesus Christ can do that. And you say, well, where was the faith in that? Well, there was the lad that gave the lunch. He's thinking, I'll I'll give what I have, but I don't know that the lad thought Jesus was going to feed everybody with this. The disciples sure didn't think it. But notice the faith of Jesus Christ. And it was the faith of Jesus Christ that caused that great miracle to take place. You say, you know, where are you going with this? Well, I'll, I'll show you how this can help you in just a little bit. But first off, another example, Matthew chapter 14, verse 29, the story of Peter walking on the water. We see it, verse 29 says, and he said, "Come." And when Peter was come out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Notice that Peter only had a little bit of faith. Jesus said, O ye of little faith. But let me tell you something. Peter walked on the water that day. Peter, only the second human in all history, to walk on the water. Why? Because of just a little bit of faith. And what kind of faith? The faith of Jesus Christ. We see the story of a demon-possessed child in Mark chapter 9 and verse 20, and it says, They brought him unto him. And when he saw him, straightway the spirit tear him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. And he asked his father, How long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said of a child, And oft times it hath cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. You see this, folk. he said, I believe, but... He admitted that he was struggling, and he said, "Help thou mine unbelief." And sure enough, Jesus he he saw the people come running together. He rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, "The dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him, and enter no more into him." And the spirit cried and rent him sore, and came out of him, and he was as one dead, insomuch that many said, "He is dead." But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he was coming into the house, the disciples asked him privately, Why could not we cast him out? And he said unto them, This kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. See, the key to the victories in all of these stories, it was not the amount of faith, but it was their example of just a little faith. See, a little faith, enough faith, To be obedient when their emotions told them that things would not work. Notice in all these stories how people did the right thing even though they weren't feeling it. Mary and Martha, they called for Jesus even though, well, it's too late. He's already dead. Even though they didn't think Jesus could do anything, they did roll the stone from the tomb when Jesus asked them to do it. They took Jesus to Lazarus. They were being obedient obedient and as a result we see miracles taking place jesus told peter to come and peter only had a little bit of faith but he was obedient and he came and he walked on the water every one of these stories that we looked at you know the the feeding of the five thousand the disciples they didn't have much faith but yet they went and they told the people to sit down like jesus said to do they they divided them up they started passing out the food they were being obedient And I'm here today to tell you, if you could just have enough faith to obey God and to do what he says, you could see amazing things. Matthew chapter 17 and verse 19. This is the same story about this uh, demonic child that had the demon cast out of him. And it says, then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said unto him, well-known verse here, because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say to this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. He said if you'll just have a little faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you could do great things. Jesus didn't say we had to have great faith. He said we had to have just a little faith, and the faith that will make things happen it's the faith of Jesus Christ. It's his faith. You see the just like a little faith can move mountains. A little faith when placed in the right place and in the right thing, it can save your soul. For example, if you for who if you call on the name of the Lord, you shall be saved according to the word of God. Well, according to your faith? No, according to the faith of Jesus Christ. Just like it was Christ's sacrifice and Christ's work that paid for our sins. Just like it is the blood of Christ that keeps us saved, it is the faith of Christ that gives us the power to be saved. What do we have to do? All we have to do is do what the Bible says just believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. You don't understand. I have unbelief, I have doubts, I have questions. Can you believe just enough? Can you have just enough faith to be obedient and do what God says and call upon the name of the Lord? Can you have just enough faith to do what Romans says, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved? Just a little bit of faith. Will you just, just believe? Okay, you know, and, and believe i believe it implies a little bit of action there you know if you if i tell you to do something and if you do this i'll do something for you if you believe me you're going to do that and if we believe in the lord jesus christ i believe we'll be saved if we if we believe in the lord jesus christ we'll call upon the name of the lord for salvation and you say oh, i just don't have much faith you only need a little bit of faith See, many times we confuse emotion with faith. And I believe that's a huge problem. People they want to go somewhere where they can get a good emotional feeling. You know it's easy in church to you know get it's to get caught up in the emotion of something sometimes and to see everybody doing something and then I, I want to do it too. And you know, when you're and when people are in church it's easy to feel spiritual then. It's easy to feel saved then. It's easy to do the right thing there. But when you're by yourself, that's where the real test is. That's when things are different. And many people are looking for an emotional experience. Many people, uh, they, you know, they, they want this. I don't, you know, it's like they think you're supposed to start speaking in tongues or something, and you know, going crazy and running around and rolling on the ground. They want that kind of experience. That's not what it is. That's not what we see happening in the Bible. We see people with very small amounts of faith, with just a little bit of faith, being obedient to Christ, and we see great things happening as a result of that. Peter, when he was in prison, didn't have a lot of faith, but you know what he got up when the angel told him to get up? He walked out with them when he told him to. Those, deci- those people in the church that were praying for people, they didn't have a lot of faith, but they were doing what they should have done in a time like that they were praying even though they didn't have a lot of faith the resurrection of lazarus we talked about all the things that they did the obedience they showed you know peter walking on the water all these things we see obedience when their emotions were telling them something completely different when lazarus was dead everybody is crying nobody's there nobody was there Just, you know, holding their hands together and looking up into the sky and saying, oh, I believe, I know that Jesus is going to do something. They didn't have that. They weren't thinking that way. And so many people, they want to base everything off how they feel at that moment. And they base everything on emotion. And that's not what it's about. It's about the faith of Jesus Christ. It's about us just being obedient. It's about you When it comes to salvation, just accepting the free gift. Jesus purchased the gift. Jesus offers the gift. And all we have to do is have just enough faith to accept that gift and to believe. And if you do that, the Bible says, we'll be saved. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Thank God the Bible doesn't tell us we have to have great faith to get saved we have to have great faith to get our prayers answered bible says we just have to have faith as a grain of a mustard seed and if you would just have enough faith if some people would have enough faith just to get up out of bed this morning and go to church like god wants them to i believe that god would bless them if they'd have just enough faith to read their bible like god's commanded them to i believe god would speak to them and if some people would have just enough faith to Go to God in prayer and ask for what they need. I believe they may see great things. You don't have to have a lot of faith. You just have to have a little faith. But that faith needs to be in the right thing, and that's Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for the ability to pray. We thank you so much that you will answer our prayers. And, Lord, I pray that you will help each one who's listening today. Lord, just have a little bit of faith, enough faith to be obedient And then we'll trust, Lord, that you will do the work and that you will do great things. In your name we pray. Amen.